Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. One of the key elements of any Christmas, for me anyway, is a good El Panto. And our next guest has gone from Fair City to Dancing with the Stars to Ultimate Hell Week to Mount Everest to Marilyn Monroe and then back to the Panto. He's a busy man. His name is Ryan Andrews. Ryan, good morning. Good morning. Thanks so much for having me on. I appreciate it. No, no, I'm surprised you can fit an interview in with us, to be honest with you, uh, given all the list of things. I don't know you're not doing them all at the same time, but people will know you, I suppose, uh, as Sean on Fair City. Yes. Um, but then, even if someone doesn't watch Fair City, they'll have been working hard to have missed you. Yeah. So Dancing with the Stars, yeah. you were yeah. runner-up on that. Yeah, oh, thanks for bringing it up. Yeah, yeah. touchy subject. Yeah. <laughs> well, actually, given that Dancing with the Stars has, has kind of come back around again yeah. this time, uh, and you've seen the people be revealed and all the yeah, things that yeah. you went through, what are you feeling for those people? Are you feeling excited for them, or do you like, you don't know what's ahead? There's yeah. a bit of both. I was talking yeah. to a few of them, actually, and I was saying that what Dancing with the Stars is, first of all, it's an absolutely amazing show. The excitement when you put that, like the tan on for the first time, you're like, what is this? The sequence and yeah. all. And it's all great fun. But genuinely, it is such a hard process. Like people, I don't think, realize that you could be training 10 hours every single day for one routine. Yeah. And the pressure that comes on a Sunday night, that when you go in, you have one shot to get one dance right for people to look. You know, so there That's actually it. is a lot of pressure involved that I don't think people realize. Yeah, Neil Delamere is a good friend of mine. Yeah. And he did it last year. And he just, he couldn't, like I couldn't, over exaggerate the amount of work yeah. that went in absolutely like, it's just phenomenal oh it is and it, what happens is as well because you want to do it right you're actually learning and you get kind of sucked into the process as well yeah. and then you realise then you're like I actually the points doesn't really matter it never mattered to me I just wanted to do as always the best that I can do each week yeah. and you're like actually I want to learn a bit more of a rumba another hour another okay, two another, hours yeah, yeah, so, so you, you really get sucked into it you're hungry for that knowledge hungry for it. and yeah. I, I loved the show beforehand I was a massive fan so to actually end up doing it um, as I said it was never about winning never about that it was actually just to kind of basically taking part Ultimate Helwig might have been a bit winning though was it? Uh, that was like put it this way if you ask me to do any of the like Dance with the Stars or anything yeah. 100% Hell Week never, never. again See, it was honestly it was the hardest experience that I've ever faced in my own entire life and yeah. probably will never face anything like it again we've spoken to so many people who sat the other side of this microphone and have been on it and I'll be honest with you everybody says the same thing yeah. they say that the show kind of awakened in them things they just didn't even realise about themselves absolutely uh, inner strength perseverance yep. but also the weaknesses it, it, it's one of those things like Dance with the Stars and things like that will absolutely test you you know physically yep. mentally all those things but I don't think anything has prepared not just celebrities but anybody who's gone on those yep. SAS type shows they're just brutal it's, uh, Ray Goggin says it gets to the bottom of your soul okay like I had five weeks to kind of straight away I was like yes I'm, I'm going to do, do it right. five weeks to train for it and when you go in then like it, like look there's mentally physically emotionally and spiritually that's yeah. kind of the like those pillars that you kind of base yourself mm. around and like I was doing really well the DS has kind of picked me out with a start I was kind of doing everything right and just listening yeah listening, listening. and Makes whatever they were saying difference. to do yeah and that was the thing from growing up on put it this way there was rugby players there were sporting people and I was looking at them going let's everyone bring them down that we're all on the same level we yeah. all got numbers so I was going what have I done in the past like a panto the Olympia panto doing two three shows a day yeah Endurance, all that type of stuff. Then it got to the point I had a mental breakdown, a physical breakdown, and an emotional breakdown 
all in the space of one hour. And I've never had any of those before in my life. Right? Take us through what happened. What was that? What, what triggered all that? So basically, I broke two ribs. Yeah. I was fighting. And when I talk about planning, like a lot of what I do is plan an organization and visualize. So visualization is one of the most important things, factors that people don't use. Yeah. They don't utilize enough. So I'm able, well, not I'm able, you have to plan everything in your head and see it. So I did it all except fighting in the training. I was like, they're not going to have us fighting. Not at all. <laughs> One first punch broke two ribs. And then all of a sudden my, my body broke down. I was like, I can't do this. Oh my God. And then my mind, the, the mindset just kind of stopped. I was like, oh my God, I'm actually not going to do it. It cracked, so yeah. It, I cracked, totally opened. And then I got back to Ryan rather than number 18. Yeah. And then they brought up my dad. My dad was extremely sick uh, two years ago with COVID. He was on a life support machine. And then that all emotions came flooding up and on air, literally cameras on. And I literally was like, will I hold it in? Will I hold it in? And I says, no, I have to talk. People say you have to talk about, talk these, about things. these things. Yeah. I talked now the two DSs looking at me, literally wanting to look like they were going to batter me. I was like, <laughs> I have something emotional I need to say. <laughs> and literally, as I spoke about it, I knew I was going to win it because I said I was the lowest I've ever been. When you talk about it, I was like, the only way is up. And that's what got me through in the end. Well, it certainly paid off. And one of the amazing, um, I don't know, would you call them events or challenges or hell that they put you through on Hell Week is this big long hike. Oh, yeah. So you did a 50 kilometer hike and. Look, people know Dermot here is not here today. He loves hike. I'm the opposite. Yeah. I am at home, lap blanket on, cup yeah. of tea, watching people like you do amazing yeah. physical things and going, that's great that. now. Another <laughs> mince pie, please, from the kitchen. Like, that's me. But if somebody made me do a 50 kilometer hike, whatever the scenario is, yeah. I would I would be like you about Hell Week. I would just say, never again. <laughs> yeah. You, on the other hand, said, okay, 50 kilometer hike. I really enjoyed that. Now I'd like to hike to Everest Base Camp. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was actually this time last year um, I was uh, because the panther was cancelled last year because of COVID restrictions and all that I was sitting at home and the um, 14 Peaks on Netflix came on yes. and it was about uh, Nim's Day going to all the 14 Peaks around the world and I was like you know what I need a challenge going into 2022 and I booked Everest Base Camp and on uh, New Year's Day I started training and I trained all and it was genuinely that's why I was saying to myself with Hell Week and all yeah. these things saying yes to different projects you don't know what it's going to lead to no. it was never about Base Camp it was about the process kind of leading up to it. And then, as you said, you're going to Nepal, never been there before, new experiences, meeting new people. And what I mean, the physicality of, yeah. of altitude and the trek and all of that, I think people can, even if they can't, never done it, they can understand maybe that. Yeah. What about the, is, are there bits about getting to Everest Bay Camp that people don't talk about? For example, as you said, Nepal. Like, what What a, a place that people usually will not be visiting. Am I right in thinking that the airport they have there is the most dangerous airport so in the world? This is ridiculous. So, right. Yeah, the altitude the training, that all happens. Sure. You fly to Kathmandu, then to get to actually the him, the Himalayas, you mean, mm. uh, get up there, right? <laughs> Basically, there's an airport called uh, uh, Lukla Airport. Lukla, so yeah. So, Lukla Airport is the world's most dangerous airport. It's in the middle of the mountain, right? And it was built by... Uh, uh, Sir Edmund Hillary yeah, and basically it's at an 11 degree slope and the runway is only like 100 yards and these little planes have to go in and it has to slow you down because it, oh, it goes up and then it has to, as you go down it picks up, picks up speed yeah. Yeah, yeah. so um, there's I think a crash one in every ace plane in, and also the fog is so heavy that we went in on the plane he says you have to get off the plane we can't see Oh, wow. Yeah, so you're like, okay, so these are all the challenges. So instead of us going, okay, no problem, we got a helicopter instead. Oh, yeah, simple. As you do, yeah. yeah, yeah. So then a helicopter. Sure. And the helicopter can't look, when I say, I have to hold the door of the helicopter with string because it's like, <laughs> yeah, genuinely. And they can't, they've no sat-navs or nothing, so they have to look 
through their feet to see where to the, see landing, where the landing spot is. So it's all that stuff that you're like, oh my God, this is not what people say. <laughs> yeah, that's not quite the, the, the image we all have. But okay, and then, like, you're even in, you're only, we haven't even gotten to what you're in here to talk about. You're back on stage live with an audience at the Panto. Oh, yes, I am. <laughs> hey, hey! Go on, Ollie Polly and the Beanstalk <laughs> is coming to the Olympia Theatre uh, this Christmas. As I said, for the last two years, we haven't been able to perform with um, COVID and restrictions. Yeah. We had to go online, and we were actually the only panda that were actually cancelled last year before we even got it to perform. So yeah, so the first year in 2020, you shot it and so exactly. it went stream. But then you were planning on going live with limited numbers and all the rest, but that was going to happen live on 2021. One, like literally we were the day before, the night before, it was eight o'clock and we were all ready to go in and yeah, the call was made that it would have to basically stop. So we're absolutely devastated. So now we're back, Ollie Polly and the Beanstalk, genuinely like even talking about now I'm not saying it's smiling sure you it's are you're love. beaming yeah, like, yeah. It's 18 years like you know it's it's part of my life it's part of my Christmas um, McLean Burke Damien from Fair City plays my mom in it James Patrice Aaron McGregor Zoe Talbot there's loads of us in it and Michaela O'Neill's Michaela actually is, I was yeah, literally getting there yeah, my, yeah. Uh, I was going to say my girlfriend but my wife your wife yeah, 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 so when yeah, you, yeah. you got married last month uh, yeah it was two weeks ago I think two weeks ago yeah, two unbelievable weeks ago. congratulations so we met there when we were 10 that's ridiculous and friends all the way up until 16 and then we've been there ever since as well so that it's, is uh, beautiful it's a great love story as well so uh, yeah look delighted to be back on stage and I think Panto's there for all ages from someone from 3 years of age to 93 years of age I couldn't agree more yeah. like we take our kids to Panto at least one every every Christmas and at least as you said it's part it was, for you it is because you're on stage but yeah. it's part of the Christmas kind of calendar you have to get a Panto in oh it's 100% so you run 21st of December to the 8th of January 8th of January yeah and we have two shows a day and sometimes three shows a day um, I said people are like that's one of the most things that everyone's coming up talking about. I was like, yeah. I can't wait to see you on stage. Go on, Ollie. Ollie, Ollie, Ollie. Oi, oi, oi. We can't wait either, in fairness. Uh, listen, Ryan, we could talk to you all day. There's so many things we didn't even get to Marilyn Monroe and the whole right. thing there. We'll get to that eventually next time you're in. Thanks so much for coming in. Best luck to everyone in the Three Olympia panel. Thank you so Pass much. on our best wishes to everyone. Uh, thanks for coming in and happy Christmas. Happy Christmas. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9 a.m. Today.